Welcome back to Teaching with Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Ross. Hi, Mike. And Joey. Hey. And Tom. Hi, Mike. And today I wanted to address a question that a listener sent in, and I'm going to try to get the name right. It's Michelle Michael Chava Lip, I believe is how you pronounce her name. And she was talking about wanting us to address the most stationary parts of the typical preschool day, such as circle time slash group time slash morning meeting. And then um, I started thinking about that too. Of, you know, that's probably a question a lot of people have. For parents, I think it's going to be, there are times when you need kids to sit too, but I wanted to start with the preschool part, and I'm sure everyone here has some ideas. So I was thinking, whenever you talk about whatever you call it, circle time, morning meeting, group, large group, group, large group. Stationary time. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, what it is a lot of time. Yeah. Well, that's what it's purported to be. Yeah. Whether they can be stationary is another question. That, that's yes. right. Even if they're trying, even if you want them all to be well, sitting in a circle, it's times, stationary. It's times that sort of one, there's one focus of attention and the, the group is supposed to be sharing their attention on one, right. on one person thing. or right. item of relevance. I mean, you right. think about if you had to bring a kid to a church service or something like that, it's the same, right? Sure. Everyone yeah. in the group is supposed to be paying attention to one thing that's happening. Yeah, right. that's, that's a good way to think of it. So in terms of a group time that's happening every day, my first question would be thinking about why you're doing that group time. Like, what is your purpose behind right. it? Because I think a lot of times, um, I have asked this question of preschool teachers. Almost always, people talk about how we want to build a sense of community. We want kids to feel part of the group. We want kids to... to sh a shared experience. A shared experience, yeah. things like that. Which is great, but then if that is your reason for it, then does it have to be stationary? Mm -hmm. or a sit-down thing or whatever because songs are a great way for kids to feel part of a group having shared songs and songs don't need to be sit down and they could like you could certainly right have kids, hey come on over sit over here i want to teach you a new song but then if kids aren't sitting doesn't matter right mm -hmm. so you could have the kids who want to sit sit i would argue that just having them moving would be you know, not even asking them to sit might be the way to do it. But you might ask them to sit, but then right. not worrying about it. Because your focus is on, here's the song I want. You know, I thought right. it'd be fun if we all sang. Or whatever else. But I can tell everyone wants to say something. So, <laughs> so many things. I, well, I think that's, the, like you said, the biggest thing is what's the goal of what's going on here? And I think there's many teachers or you know educators who say, I want it to be community-based, but then we're not respecting the community that we're working with knowing that they need to move, knowing they need to do these things. And it's not to say that there shouldn't be time to sit and actually have that, you know, you know, a somewhat of a focused learning right, right. opportunity or things like that. But, you know, if it's 20 minutes of call and response of the, I'm the adult, you respond to me, you do what I say, then we're not honoring children and what they need. But doing that song and giving them scarves to move around and dance to or having motions or acting out. One of the one of the favorites for many, many years, like passed down from classroom to classroom was listening to um, Scamper, Scamper, Little Mouse. That song itself is very thrilling and active and you know, we do we would just clap and keep the beat on our on our legs as it got faster and faster. But then years ago there was a group like, Can we act this out? Well, uh, why yeah, why can't we? Right. And so 
we got to doing that, doing, you know, people taking the characters of the mice or the cats, or then being the table builders who knock the bottles to the floor, or being the audience, you could be at whatever activity level you wanted to be. And you're still having, so that's when your goal is sort of like that shared community experience and we've all had it together. We've had it together. You know what that's also making me think of though is when they're doing all those like so Ross was doing the motions of scampering feet with his hands and things but what it makes me think of is the kid who isn't doing that isn't disrupting because the other kids are busy moving. If everyone was sitting still and a kid started moving that might be disruptive but because it's so active the kid who's sitting still is the one not participating, but right. they're not interrupting. Or if the kid started joking around with a friend, whatever, right. the other part is so active that the right. other kids are still going to be engaged. And I'm, I'm thinking of another thing that happens a lot when we come together for a group time is a teacher wants to share a piece of a literature with a with group. Right. So we want to read a book, share, right. share a favorite story. And again, you have to be considering the length of the book, developmental appropriateness, vocabulary, right. are they understanding, mean, you know, getting hitting the right audience. But I would say that that would I think that might be a tiny bit what the person who asked the question might be thinking of is sort of or maybe this is my lens when what people are doing is possibly detracting from the group trying right. uh-huh. being able to participate. So if you went to a movie and someone's cell phone's going off, we all know that experience of that person is detracting from my ability right. to from sure. a shared experience. To, right, right, yeah. Um, so I think. So I think that's where some of this comes, is that concern that mm-hmm. what these, if someone's uh, moving or talking is going to dis- distract yeah. other people sure. from being mm-hmm. able to hear the story or maybe the teacher's going over some important news for the day, right. how to use a piece of equipment in the class. I mean, I don't know. People do different things. Um, I feel like that's where the concern comes from. Sure. So some of, so, And then so, you have to dissect how much of that's real. What were you going to say, Tom? Well, some of that has to do with the teacher's expectations. Right. If you're not... Com- I mean, if you're really expecting them to sit still, I think that's that, that's not a realistic expectation. I did circle times or group times, and I did it... Uh, my setting was much different than most places. I had a family education program. And so our circle time included infants to adults mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all sitting around. And the kids could sit anywhere, but the babies were sitting in the in the parents' laps. Right. And the so, parents of the preschoolers are there, too. The parents of that. the preschoolers yeah, so that, are there. And, and parents would get kind of upset with the kid kind of oh. getting really excited. And, you know, we would let the parent know, that's okay. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. l- watch me. If I'm, getting, if I'm going to be disturbed, I'll say something. Otherwise, it's okay right. for the kid to be moving or getting so excited about the book or the song that they, right. they, they might come in front of somebody. Or, right. right. And that's when you temporary. have to, then you have to go through a decision-making process of, right. is this detracting from somebody else's experience? Is this distracting me so much as the presenter that I'm not doing a good job of reading right. this story because right. I'm so distracted? And I think that's legitimate. Yeah. I mean, I think if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're trying to read to a group of kind of like a swarm Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to do a very good job if you right. can't right. tell that anyone's paying attention. I think right. it's human yeah. nature when I'm. You want those cues that right. that people are paying attention. So, so when I was doing these groups with this very, uh, you know, the age range is much bigger than most people yeah. have to deal with. So you have to make sure everybody's engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by so there's a couple of things that has to happen. First of all, for me, it was a welcoming time. 
this is the start of class. It's a welcoming time. The other thing is, uh, there was always a song. There was always a book. They had to be very engaging. Yes. yes. If they weren't engaging, they had to be engaging for the adults to the infant. And if it was engaging for the adults, the infants sitting in their lap are getting this group literary experience, which is the beginning of literacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the, it was a real important time, but right. it only lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. No more. And that's with the adults there. Because that's, that's what the, I was going right, to say. Right. If you don't have an adult there... It can't be long. It's right. got to be It's going to be shorter. Uh, for and, a baby, and, yeah. and, and I might introduce one of the activities that, w that took a little bit right. of explanation. But again, it was it was short and sweet and. Right. Yep. So I mean, it's really a very finesse. Uh, yeah. really and your intention scale. was to include yeah. this multi generational yeah. right. mm -hmm. exactly. thing. No, so no. that's what you you worked on that. Right. And then then I did do a group time at the end of class where there weren't the parents, and we got to the point where I didn't care where the kids sat. In fact, we did not sit in circles. Right. We, we ended up just sitting, I had stairs in a ledge, and they ended up sitting in the in different heights, some of them right in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it was short, it was an engaging book, and it was a way to close in right. the class. Right. right, yeah. I just had, we just had a chance to go visit a, um, a therapy center, so it was an occupational therapist, physical therapist, all in one, one center, and, and as a staff, we got to go and just kind of tour and learn a little bit about what they did, and we were talking to the occupational therapist at the end. And she was just commenting, I was just thinking about sitting and, and where you, you're, Tom, you're talking about they get to choose where they sit and a little bit of how they sit. And I think, again, maybe some people don't think about that just sitting, just sitting on the floor is actually hard to do. And if you don't have a lot of core strength as a kid or even as an adult, mm -hmm. you're not going to sit rock still. You're going right. to rotate from side to side. You might need more impact from where you're sitting yeah. and, and you just might, it might just be hard to to do i would kind of challenge anybody to just mm -hmm. sit cross-legged on the floor for more than 10 minutes and not right. shift yeah. how you're sitting and those little shifts or those little leans or the floppiness that a kid may have you know that's a, that's a whole that's different thing expected. communicating right. their kind of physical needs not not necessarily related to their ability right. to be paying attention or sitting still and those kind of you know, so, the, so again it goes back to expectation uh -huh. i think let's challenge ross Oh. Make me sit yes, still sit for still. one entire recording. <laughs> I don't know if you notice, whenever you talk, I try to come over here so you're facing the it, microphone. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's, it's um, because of that, Like we, the expectation is you sit still at group, and like you're saying, ask any adult right now to sit right, catatonic you, right. for ten, only 10 minutes, right. not the 20 or 30 minutes that some of these yeah. groups last. And... You're not gonna. Your body. You're gonna have to shift once so you get comfortable. But we know that movement is also gonna help deep your retention. And that's. And I'm as we can attest in this room. Like I'm moving constantly because it helps me process my ideas. It helps me kind of stay focused on what we're talking about. But also, it just that's what my body. I know my body needs more of that movement. And so I think children we know have that. And I think there's that feeling of movement is chaos. Movement is not listening. And going back to that example of using the song, well, if they get up and they start acting this out, well, then they're not going to be paying attention. They're not going to be engaged or we're going to have chaos and right. it's, we can't come back from it when they're, it's usually the opposite is true. Right. And and it also allows us to have a conversation. That's about, why I think if the teacher has the idea of what the intention is, yeah. mm -hmm. I want them to all be doing like have this group experience. So if everyone gets up and starts doing it together right. or not everyone, but, you know, a majority of the kids. You've actually succeeded. Exactly. Or if they are 
you're doing the hand motion and they're doing it louder than you intended. It's right. like, wow, they're really into it. So if, if you start from the intention and remind right. yourself, my goal isn't to have the kids all do things exactly the same. Right. Or my goal isn't to have them sit still. My goal is to have them have a shared experience. Right. Exactly. Then they might be able to let go of and that. I'm thinking of when we say we want a kid to sit still, but we really mean we, we need them to be quiet. Like if you've brought your child to yes. a play, you know, you don't right. want them just blurting out because it's, you know, you're disturbing other people. Maybe right, you right. feel a little embarrassed about it and those kinds of, you know, so, okay, so then what, you know, do you need to give them something to doodle on? Do you need to, right. do you have a piece of gum or something? You know, mm -hmm. like, so what are other ways that you can help yeah. them not necessarily like sit with their hands folded in their lap? Because we know that's right. exceeding their ability. But what you really mean is don't, don't shout during the play or don't right. start yeah. talking to me or those, you know, right. um, you know, just also being clear about what we mean when we say we want a kid to sit still yeah. and, and what the what the setting, what's appropriate for that and, setting yeah. and what's developmentally appropriate for and that kid. And have you been right. to the Children's Theater in Minneapolis? They're, they have a one stage now for young children, and it's amazing because the audience, yep. but then they have all these different types of seating, including sitting on pillows. There's floor space where kids could just kind of wander. There's more like seats with backs. And then the lights don't go down all the way. So that the kids aren't like freaking out about right. that, and it's just really interesting because right. what they they just kind of they decided to study child development instead of going with what's expected of adults in yes. theater, and then mm -hmm. make kids do it. Right. And it's mm -hmm. really interesting because it really is focused on, oh yeah, kids are gonna some kids are gonna be moving right. around, but right. you know, and if, if I'm reading a book and a kid can quietly stand up and move to a different spot because they're uncomfortable, or you know, quietly shift around and they're not causing a who, yeah, that's not right. a problem. I can right. keep reading my story. I right. wanted to make sure I talked about books because the intention of books is to have this literary experience, help kids understand right. it. And when right. you look at what practices are best, you know, there's some more recent research where they just kind of, what do they call that? The meta research. They yeah. looked at different yeah. research. And, mm -hmm. and the things that happen are asking questions relevant to what you just read. Or if there's a word that a child's not showing understanding, you can define it. But fairly quickly, because you're never losing the the storyline. Right. But you're doing this. That's hard to do with a big group of kids. So that might be more of a performance. You're performing right. this book. Then it's got to be engaging. It's got to be... Right. And participatory short, in some and way. And participatory it, yeah. in some way. But if you're really talking about a literary experience, then you probably want right. to read to one or two kids at a time. Right. Or, you know, and the same, or if you want to show kids some new toy... Making sure they're all sitting and listening to you and telling them about the toy. There's going to be the kids who aren't paying attention because they're not moving. They're right, they're right. losing interest. If you hand everyone some of the toy, yeah, or tell a few kids right. that you know are going to let everyone else know right. or whatever. Or make it is. a note in your mind. Maybe you're going to show that kid later because yeah. they're done and they've they've left. Yeah. Right. You know, so I mean, just, just remembering the intention. Yeah. Yeah, right. and that the expectation is 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 reasonable. If you right. can't have everybody there with you, that's okay too. The one other point that came up, I know, was I was uh, presenting at a conference for a, you know about a hundred or so preschool teachers, and we, the topic of routines and and large group being one of them, and you know I said how many of you do calendar and you know do weather and things like that, and I said I'm not going to totally trash it, but many people did and it's because they feel like that's what's supposed to be done or right. this is the routine and we're going to learn this and i said that's fine with the intention you want you want them to understand what it is but wouldn't it make more sense to go outside 
during a, yeah. during one of your transfers or right before lunch or whatever you do, rather than taking the five to ten minutes to do today. What is the day today? Today is Tuesday. Right. Today's the twenty second. You know that that's not where these children are at, especially for preschoolers. Right. If you're again, what's your intention? Do you, why is it important that they need to know the day of the week right, right now? Right. Isn't it more important that they're talking about feelings and that, oh, we? Right. I've noticed some people have been knocking other people's blocks down. I brought this book to talk about that. And maybe we can have a discussion. Right. Talk about yeah. what's actually relevant because the day of the week isn't a relevant thing. And I know we probably want yeah, to wrap yeah. up, but I just feel like I have to say, I think the other reason people want kids to sit still during group is because they're going to need to later. Right. Like, yes. oh, they need to learn Absolutely. how to do this. And I think I think we've talked about this before yes. over and over and over. But that, Just that, in case that, people that, haven't heard a, it. I think... I think we think that that's a misunderstanding of of how development happens. Right. You, you don't want somebody to use, you know, start using SAT words when they're three because you want them to be able to do well on the SAT. I mean, you might say them, but you don't expect children to use them correctly right. Right. when they're in preschool because they're going to need to do it later. Yeah. Um, right. That There's other ways you develop the skills for attention yeah. um, and participating in group right. experiences, not doing something that they're not developmentally yeah. ready to do yet. Yeah, the term developmentally appropriate means focusing on what the children are doing developmentally now with the understanding that they will continue to develop and when it's time for them to learn yes. the days of the week, when it makes when they understand what that means and why they might need to yeah. know it. Yep. Then they need to learn those days of the week and they While will because still. they have a context. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're trying to teach it when they don't even understand it, it'd be like trying to teach fractions to 3-year-olds. Yeah they have no way of understanding what you're talking about. So we could ramble on about this, but we're way over time yeah. as it is. Thank you, Michelle, for your the idea. Um, we probably could have done three episodes on it. So and perhaps we will. will. Yeah. And perhaps we will. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Teaching with Body and Mind. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.